0: hello and welcome to another episode of three guys and the mouse josh here with uh, my co-host hunter hey how's it going george is taking the night off so uh, i just wanted to do a new episode uh, we're going to discuss just the mandalorian uh chapter three so here we go so like i said uh we're going to talk about mandalorian chapter three so to start with I felt like um, a lot of interesting things happened. Uh, this was definitely a great episode. I know a lot of people are uh, especially super giving it up to, um, I believe her name is Deborah Chow, uh, the director of the episode. And also she is the one that's gonna be doing the Obi-Wan series. So that's why people were also equally excited about this. But um, one thing I thought was very interesting is like with very little, uh, I felt like really, uh, going on uh, story-wise, I thought they did a lot through uh, kind of giving you more about the Mandalorians. But, uh, of course, um, aside from that, uh, Hunter, of <laughs> course, is here, not just me rambling yeah, about yeah. what I thought of the episode. But, I mean, you know, when it really comes down to it, you know we loved it. We're we're Star Wars fans through and through. Oh, yeah. The, the second it was released, I
1: got home and watched it right away from work. <clears throat> I had the fight the to watch it during my, my little lunch break at
0: work. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've watched it a couple times. Uh, li- like I said already, though, I thought, and this goes back to what we said last week about the whole thing with John Favreau, that th- he's very much a Star Wars fan, and he's a nostalgist. And, um, you know, dare I say, it, he I feel like what he's bringing to Star Wars is what I would bring, or Hunter, or, you know, any of us three would bring to Star Wars, which is a... Uh, well, also, it's what I feel like J.J. brings, which is that it's a nostalgia, but it's also a fan-based nostalgia. Yeah. Because one of the things people noticed immediately was uh, the container that uh, the Beskar comes in. Uh, it was very noticeable that it uh, looks, shockingly, like the, what has uh, been called on the internet as the Ice Cream Man uh, <laughs> from Star Wars Episode Five: Empire Strikes Back. In Bespin, when, you know, Lando tells everyone, oh, the Empire's here, everyone needs to escape. There's a shot of a guy running with what looks like (laughs) an ice cream container. It's this, like, white container. And then, lo and behold, the Beskar is in that. And I love that that was just a small detail that I felt, you know, really exemplified the fan-based nostalgia of it, being like, well, what would you put this metal inside of? A protective container. And someone... Uh, and that staff was just like, oh, you know what would be interesting is if we said what this thing was that this guy was carrying. Right. Because, you know, we all know, like, the joke of, like, uh, the original trilogy and even the prequels is that a lot of stuff that they used were, like, kind of common things that they just dressed up to look yeah, like something. They
1: threw something. them together, glued them together, and then painted them
0: Yeah, um, you know, it's a well-known, like, uh, you know, the hairdryer-esque look of uh, Han's uh, pistol. Yeah. Or uh, something like the uh, Jedi communicators in episode (laughs) one turned out to be actual uh, razors. They were were just the uh, They took the razor part off and painted it. Yeah, and they just painted the thing silver. But uh, I thought that was such an interesting, like, nod to the fan.
1: Oh, I loved it. I mean and then that with the episode we we've already discussed that they've kind of of gone back to basics with how star wars is with us um they're not trying to throw stupid flashy stuff in there like ryan johnson would try to do trying to flip it on its head they just present a cool story yeah
0: and like even at that uh so like me i'm i like to consider myself uh a little bit of like a snob or whatever so like i'm very big on like watching something and being able to tell what i think is coming uh i i will say this episode i totally saw what was coming but i thought they staged it so well that and that was the thing is that it felt right it was just like okay i'm fine with this like right i see it coming a mile away that he's gonna turn back and save the yeah. child but uh you know i was like i'm fine with this the baby yodi as uh george uh called him uh <laughs> because we know you guys are mad about yoda Yoda. it's not yoda it's a species yoda is relax calm down also we know yedo is also one of them but we don't know we don't know what that is so you're gonna go with the icon you're not gonna be like no we should reference to this baby you know like that background character that no one ever talks to and you never hear talk that's the one we should reference now i just love the whole build
1: up to it because like Part of me even was wondering if he'd even turn in the uh, bounty. I thought maybe he'd go on the run and that'd be setting up the rest of the uh, se- like the first season. But, you know, lo and behold, he turns in the bounty and you're like, oh, wow, he actually did it. And then it was, it was what? He has that crazy conversation with the other uh, Mandalorians, which was really cool.
0: Yeah, uh, so one thing I wanted to bring up, too, was that... um, Well, uh, we'll just go right into the Mandalorian stuff, actually, because I also want to talk about that. So I felt like... That, and that's what I meant. It's like that little scene, they gave you so much about the backstory of Mandalorians just right there. Uh, one thing I will say, um, because this is something um, I was just arguing with or whatever with like some Star Wars friends of mine. But, you know, yes, we know that there is a statement about, uh, you know, it, you lose honor for taking off your helmet. Yes, we all know Jango Fett didn't wear his helmet yes. multiple times uh and yes it is a bit of a a question mark but to me uh i would argue it's like good enough that it's like i don't care yeah like you know all of us love rogue one but anyone that really wants to be a nitpicker knows that it was always and spies were the ones that stole the plans and then what they did with rogue one is they were like no it was a group of humans and you're like what like but not not even one of them yeah but it doesn't matter if, like, at the end of the day we get a great story out of it and we're like, okay, I can oversee that. Yeah, you're willing to forgive a lack of uh, that sight to be like, okay, well, at least the story is good. Yeah, and it seems and, fairly consistent. And I feel like, too, that uh, this is kind of like a reintroduction, too, into Mandalorian. So it's like they're they're also kind of, like, giving you a new history. Um, I, I am – I do know that there's an episode of Mandalor- or uh, Mandalorians – of Star Wars Rebels that – it's called Mandalorians, and it's about, like, their culture and what happened uh, to Mandalore. Um, I'm not up on that. Like I said, I just started watching it, thanks to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> yes, I mean, it's cool, dude.
0: But uh, I do know that Mandalore fell. Like, that's the whole thing with the Purge. You you see that. That's the whole thing about that. But I also love... So, we, we had already talked about it, the Beskar is, like, uh, obviously... Um, uh, closest thing i can think of is uh it's like the what is it an, an obtainium for uh yeah. the wakandans right it's like that where it's like it's something that they consider very much like part of their culture, of their culture and that's why much. yeah they're like we have to get it back <clears throat> um but then i also love how they show you the other mandalorians that were just like you you betrayed our culture by taking, that job uh, taking the, uh, the job with the empire because the empire <coughs> is the ones that did well. It's implied, but they're the ones that did the purge that uh, destroyed Mandalore. Right. But then I also love that they show you they're like our there's so few of us they're like we can't be picky yeah and we have You're to like, rebuild.
1: Plus they're like we just got a huge shipment shipment of the best car because of this
0: job. So if anything, it's been returned to its rightful owner anyway. Yes, uh, but I do love and, and um. I also love the signet thing. So I know we talked about that last week with the signet. Because uh, she asked, has your signet been revealed? And he said, uh, no, no. Um, it hasn't. Uh, that was in episode one. I know when we discussed that, I thought it was a thing that um, it's a secret who he is. Because maybe thought, it's a yeah. bigger deal. But I love that in this episode, they reveal to you that's not what it is. It's that uh, that's part of their culture, too, is that. Earning your signet is something honorable that happens, and uh, you know, of course they they showed you that with uh, well, they didn't show you that, but uh, they they uh let you know that when she he ta- uh she's like, how did you damage break him, your yeah damage your armor, and he says uh it was armor. a mud horn, and she was like <clears throat> that will be your signet, and he goes no, I it was not an it. honorable kill. Yeah, my enemy saved me, and she's like, why would your enemy save you, he and he's it. like, he didn't no, know he was my enemy. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> quoting the episode out. but. That was a great moment, because they let you know that, you know, uh, like, as we all know, Boba Fett having the, uh, like, kind of like the um, elephant, I don't know what you want to call it, that symbol, that uh, that was something he earned. He didn't just get that. Right. Of course, there might be questions anyway, because the whole Boba Fett, Jango Fett, because they wear the same armor, but then they're different colors for some reason. Because apparently he took it to the paint shop after his father died. who knows? George Lucas doesn't know what he's doing, but... um. Yeah, uh, I thought that was a, a very cool, interesting point that they made yeah. about the Mandalorians. And just more on that
1: scene, I, I know I kind of brought it up. I just love the shot of all the other Mandalorians being in there, you know, because he's got this huge stack of them, and they're like, you know, that's a big deal for them. But the one, like, the brute guy, he was yeah. like, he's like, you took a job with the enemy, blah, blah, blah. And then they get into that knife fight. Yes. Which is crazy cool to watch that. Like, the Mandalorians are just saying they're letting
0: it happen. Like, you are not really going to kill each other. It's fine. But, uh, I also... Uh, so, I also like how they show you, like, um, um, what's the word, uh, it's not a patriarchy, it's a, um, but, like, the thing is, is their culture is based on the female, because, uh, the mother, as they called her, she's the one that's, like, says, like stop, it. like, you know, stop this craziness, um, also on that, I love to, and, um, what was it? I know when I uh, watched it, someone said to me, they were like confused. They're like, why would the other Mandalorians help, you know, after the, what we saw before? And I was like, I think it's because when he went and went back on the, uh, you know, on the to bounty. give a spoiler. When he went back on this bounty and saved the child, they came out to help him because they thought it was more honorable that he betrayed the true enemy, which yes, is he... the Empire. Which I was like, that Even was Even though it's going
1: to, because I think uh, that what was it when, when they all come down the big guy that he had the, the scuffle with he lands he's like hey we're gonna cover it and he's like you know
0: we're gonna have to relocate and he's like it doesn't matter this is the this way This is the way and, and i i love that too this is the way The yes. our new catchphrase our, our new catchphrase. i have spoken and this is the way that is how <laughs> that is how it works now i know like, I, I say it at work all the time yeah
1: now.
0: i have spoken i have spoken this uh, is the way
1: i love it though like what is it? he he Ends up getting his armor made and it's com- it's a complete scent. He looks like a total BA and it's just amazing
0: looking. Well, he's it's not complete. It's just what uh, I think it's just the, the chest, chest piece the and uh, now he has the shoulders. And I think he also had his uh, his leg plates. Yeah, uh, well I know Pedro Pascal who plays the Mandalorian. He said that they reveal more of his arm his armor like through the show. He'll probably um, start getting it painted. And yeah, because like, like that. each part. Uh, he said it was like the armor is an interesting thing because he earns each piece of it. Uh, which, I you know, I like that. But uh, I also like the direction we're at because I was kind of wondering if the show was going to just be him, like, doing bounties just randomly, like, doing these little missions. Kind of like which, the Bounty Hunter game. Yeah, which I wouldn't have any problem with if it was, like, you know, uh, an overarching story with, like, multiple bounties little things out. inside it. You know, kind of like uh, any TV show is based, like, Supernatural, because we're yeah. fans of that. Is very much, there's an overarching plot, but there's the little monster hunts that they yeah. do. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be more of that, uh. But yeah, yeah. I like how and, and you know going back on the Yoda thing too. We don't truly know anything about Yoda's culture or his species, so this was a very interesting moment to kind of be like, Yo, like this is a big deal that they found this. Yeah, and the now, Empire
1: was excited about yeah. the thought of getting. And here. now,
0: now we have to see like what is the purpose? Like, what yeah. were they doing? Because
1: what was it? Uh, the little like Weasley doctor guy uh, when he blows up the door and he like walks in there he's like what would you do and he's like I saved it he's like the uh, the older guy was like trying to get me to like drain all of his resources and then dump it
0: yeah and uh you know I know we said it before but it, maybe it has something to do with uh, the force and what happens in between return of the Jedi to force awakens which we already know the show covers that anyway right so uh, I just think it, there's like so much like interesting things uh they already presented in there. Um, let me see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just thought it was a very good way to go, like I said, uh, I like that. i I also love like, they kind of um show you too, and this was a thing I kept talking about. So someone said to me they were like, oh, but the problem is is that you know uh Mandalorians are evil, and they're like, you know, like Django fett is a bad guy and. Boba Fett's a bad guy, and I pointed out, I'm like, they're not bad guys. They're, they're on the job. Yeah, they're they're working. They're that's hired. They're yeah. hired guns. That's yeah. what they are. And uh, that that was like the difference. Was, uh, uh, they're least the highest bidder bounty uh, hunters. But I I did like that, uh, which I said too. I'm like, that's an obvious trope of a show, but it's like he seems kind of like a neutral, uh, to everything. neutral evil yeah. or whatever, right? Uh, or a chaotic neutral, good. neutral yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, chaotic neutral, whatever you want to call it. But um, I I it's a trope but it was the thing it's like uh i wrote a note to myself saying uh some things are worth the risk because it's like you know it it was that moment he connected with the child and then when he went to you know start up the ship and leave and then he saw the little ball ball that he um, took off that's when he was just like uh i I can't do this this in any good faith he's like i can't allow this um and you know it showed you that he is uh maybe a um what, what do you want to call it? Like, uh, he's like an anti-hero. Yeah. Well, I mean, we pro- assume he think, was an anti-hero. I think but...
1: he's the truest fashion of an anti-hero. Like, the same way I would say that, that Deadpool is the truest of an anti-hero in, like, the comic world. It's like, he's doing the correct thing, maybe for, you know, sh- shadier reasons. But, like, in that moment, he's like... I, I think the other thing that comes to it is they keep showing flashbacks of his homeworld being destroyed by the uh, super yeah. battle droids.
0: And, and I think that's also a uh, a big deal, is that they're showing you that part. It's like uh you know, what's his line? Uh yeah. which, you know, I I was I I also thought that we would eventually hit that. I didn't think it would be this early in the show. I I guess it's only 8 episodes, but yeah. <laughs> we're on episode 3. But um I did like that they showed you that. It was like, "Where's his line?" And it was definitely, "Yes, it's 50 years old, but that's a child." Yeah, his and line is definitely like
1: "It's a defenseless child."
0: Yeah, there's a difference between like uh, you he's know he
1: straight up gunned down IG88. Yeah, well
0: even right. even at the, right, the first the, thing is. the first episode opens up with <clears throat> him grabbing that guy and the guy's like talking to him like there's nothing negative about the guy really and he's just like oh yeah album. it doesn't matter you did something wrong and I'm bringing you in but yeah it's a a child is obviously the line not yeah. for people like Yondu but
1: <laughs> or ego for that matter I mean but. Uh, what I love though is also that exchange he has with, uh, I, free- I don't know what Carl Weathers character's name is, but you know, like the uh, guilt. Grief.
0: Member.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. Grief. It was really cool. Cause he's like, what do you think they're going to do to it? And he's like, that's not our job. We don't ask. Yeah. Like, and yeah, we don't need to know. And he's like, uh, all right. And like, he leaves. And just from that conversation, anybody with, you know, even 30 seconds of character development from that show could be like, yeah, he's not going to leave the
0: planet without the kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's why when, when they all saw the thing go off, he already knew uh, where to go. Yeah, he was like, man, though, <laughs> I loved it. And, and uh, you know, also another trope, uh, when he goes to save the kid, uh, the child, very much, I knew it was like, they're going to show all of the things he just got, like the, uh, what did they call them? The, oh, uh, the, whistling birds yeah, the whistling bird. the whistling bird, yeah. Shh. I was like, they're going to show you what that is. Um, which it turns out it's like Yandu's arrow. It's like a death beam. Yeah. And then uh they gave you a very cool like <coughs> uh him as a one man army and truly showing you why people are scared of they him. They fear him. But uh also, you know, going back a little, I thought that was interesting too, because they showed you why they only go out one at a time because there's a big difference between one Mandalorian going around and doing things and there being a group of them. Because obviously a group of them is what the empire considers like dangerous, a
1: threat. Yeah. Because what is it? I mean, he's wrecking the the fellow guild members by himself, and then like he gets cornered. I honestly thought that was going to be our introduction to uh, like the rebellion forces that we're eventually going to see, but instead it was you know the amazing Mandalorian scene where they all fly down with their jetpacks and Gatling guns.
0: Yes. The uh, the heavy the yeah. heavy was so cool. <laughs> You're like oh, and there it is. You lose. I loved it though, and I love uh, I love when grief, uh, you know, tried to come at him in the ship, and he was just like, got you,
1: like, boom. Yeah, was it he shoots a little yeah. carbonite chamber, then shoots him in the chest, even yeah. though we all knew he wasn't really gonna
0: die. I mean, yeah, we all we all knew he wasn't gonna die, but uh, it was very interesting, um, and of course, uh, we're amped up and ready for what what's coming next, yeah. uh, which we'll get on this Friday, and uh, we'll probably do another one of these again. I love it. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for us uh, this week. Uh, you know, it's a quick episode, but uh, I just wanted to do, like, these quick reviews on this. Uh, I, we are cooking up some different things, too, of uh, ideas that we kind of have on uh, how to do these Disney Plus shows. But I yeah. want to thank you guys for listening. You know, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 3 uh, g ATM podcast. Uh, you can hit us up there. Most likely it'll be me answering to you. Uh right, I post right. a ton of stuff or repost stuff and opinions uh on there. Uh also make sure to subscribe and uh, like us on uh what is it, Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker. Preview. You can direct download from the website that's geocomedy.com slash three G ATM. Uh so for uh with nothing else, uh, you can also hit me up on my personal Twitter. I'm at GeoComedy. Uh, if you really want to try to follow me or anything like that, I'll be on
1: Instagram, the Disney Guy
0: 24 Yeah, uh, but that's going to do it for us. Uh, you know, once again, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hey, thank you. Ka-chow.